Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. It has been a minute since we've been on here and been able to have a conversation and dive into this amazing world that the podcast is for us. So we are so excited to be catching up. Last time we hopped on here was before our Human Design Reader Training Retreat in Costa Rica, which is mind-blowing. And so now we've gotten finished with that retreat training in Costa Rica, and we've had some time to kind of recalibrate and rest and catch up on things and get back in our workflow at home. And we are just feeling so completely full of gratitude and love. It it was honestly the most incredible experience of our entire lives. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly feels like we've been waiting to come back onto the podcast and, um, record for you guys and with you guys. Um, and it's been, I feel like it's been forever. Like we've lived so many lifetimes since the last time that we recorded and it really does feel like divine timing. Then now is the time it feels just right at the beginning of spring. It was cold all last week. Literally it snowed in Joshua tree. Right. Yeah. And Today, it's hot and sunny and warm, and it just feels like spring is here, Mm -hmm. and we've been hibernating the whole month of February and just, you know, kind of putting our heads down and working and doing a lot of things that needed to be done, especially playing catch-up because we were gone the whole month of January, and it's that feeling of, I can't wait. Like, when are we going to record? I can't wait, and today, it just feels like it's time and it's the mm-hmm. divine timing. And I just feel so grateful um, for the experience that we had and for just spring, spring, spring. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And it was really cool. You know, the human design new year starts when the sun enters gate 41, this gate of, you know, this dreamer, this quality of mutation of coming into a new and taking this mutation or this dream and starting a new chapter. So that happened right at the end of our retreat. And so we really got to carry the inspiration and the love and all of the amazing insight that we learned from that time together into this kind of new cycle. And we're birthing um, a lot of new things with that incredible foundation, like starting off this new year with that, because, you know, being able to meet with 35 women in this beautiful location in the jungle where um, we all got to go so deep into the world of human design and everyone spoke the same common language of human design. I have never experienced 
anything like it in my life to be around 30 people who all understand this language of like, oh, you're a projector and you're a generator. And even the deeper levels of, you know, the gates and the channels. And we had so much to talk about and to learn about with each other. And we got to go so deep into understanding each other and sharing stories with this language of human design, being able to help us really bond and connect and see each other. It was honestly like a glimpse of what the new paradigm can look like. It it honestly felt to me like creating this heaven on earth, all of these light worker women, these leaders that are helping us move into the new paradigm coming together and being able to communicate in this language. It's like, this is the future that we hold in our hearts. So to see it play out in real life in such a beautiful setting was incredible. And one of our uh, people that was working with us there, she was like, this is like a tropical Hogwarts vibe. Cause we're like <laughs> in Costa Rica, in the jungle, there's like butterflies and, you know, we're drinking coconuts every day and just going deep into this like incredible world and being able to share that with each other. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, you know, there's so much prep that goes into, having a event that has 35 people in the height of Omicron COVID times in a foreign country and everybody's traveling from different parts of the world and, you know, a 10 day event where there's literally so many things that we had planned and, and wanted to offer. And it was really felt like we were birthing our baby out into the world. Um, and just felt, the magnitude of the moment. And we, before we got started that first day, um, that morning, you know, everybody had arrived the night before and, um, and, and then they had breakfast that morning. We were going to start our first opening circle and then lectures. And Colleen, who is on our team, she came to our room. We're like, how, what's the energy like? How's everyone doing? Because we didn't go to that first breakfast. And she's like, um, if I had to name it, it would be Tropical Hogwarts. And we, <laughs> Dana and I both just did like a happy dance. Yes. And we were crying, literally mm-hmm. crying before the re- that morning, before the retreat started, because like we could feel our dad's energy there, both mm-hmm. of us really strongly. It just felt like this, um, like erupting this, I kept using this metaphor of, of a volcano like about to erupt and by the end of it it just felt everybody felt this magic this surge this energy that is just um bubbling forward in this space in this new paradigm in using your gifts understanding your gifts and using them to create the future that you want and impact people's lives change people's lives so um it really did feel you know so much of it we planned and so much of it, we really just poured everything that we could possibly pour into it. We did. And still, there were so many things that we didn't plan that were just so divinely orchestrated. Like we did not plan for the last day of our retreat to end on the, uh, you know, human design new year and gate 41. Um, and that just aligned so perfectly. Also, you know, nobody nobody got COVID, Mm -hmm. which to me, I was really planning Mm -hmm. that something to happen, right? I was planning for something. Preparing um, for the worst. Preparing for the worst. Exactly. And, you know, we did as much as we possibly could to have a safe event, but there's only so much you can do. And right when Omicron was happening, um, 
the height of it in mid-January is when we're doing this. And um, <laughs> to really stand in our own mm-hmm. and re- actively choose to release fear and release the unknown took a lot of um, courage, I think, and grit because it's literally your body um, tensing up and you feel that tenseness, that fear in your body and choosing to say, okay, I'm releasing what I can't control. I'm releasing that fear. I trust that I'm held. I trust that I'm, I trust my strategy and authority quite, quite frankly. Um, and the fact that not a single person got COVID at all, Throughout the retreat, 10 days, and then afterwards, no one left that retreat with COVID. And I just feel so incredibly grateful. I know, me too. Um, and held in that. And then, of course, there were so many synchronicities, so many divine um, timings throughout the 10 days. I mean, 10 days is a long time to be with anyone, um, even with your, you know, traveling with your spouse, traveling with your best friend. Um but traveling with 35 women, strangers, um, for 10 days, it felt like we could have been there for three months because mm-hmm. it was so easy because everybody was honoring their design. Everybody had the intention of being open and going deep and getting real and deconditioning and learning and expanding their consciousness of what's possible for themselves. And everybody was had the intention of honoring each other's design as well. So like you said, Dana, I mean, really getting to see this kind of container where everybody understands their design and is honoring each other's. I think that was so um, expansive for me to be able to see that in real life. So true. Yeah. One of the biggest takeaway lessons for me was about what it feels like to be in a space where everyone has used their strategy and authority correctly to get there. You know, we used our strategy and authority every step along the way. And your mind is like, you know, watching the news and like all these things. You're like, does this make sense? Are we crazy? But you are following this strategy and authority, this guiding compass that your soul is really leading you with. And to be in a space where every single person is following their own strategy and authority and then understands everyone else's strategy and authority and can respect and accept people for who they are based on that. It was just incredible for me to get to witness the frequency, the vibration of what it feels like to be in that space. And one of the big lessons for me, you know, being a two, four, as Shana and I both are, you know, in your profile, you either have a personal karma or a transpersonal karma based on if that first number of your profile is bigger. Like if you were, you know, for example, a six, three, then you have a transpersonal karma. If that first number of your profile is smaller, like us being two fours, then you have a personal karma. So I really noticed that even though so much of this experience was about deep connection and learning from other people and learning together, that togetherness was such a huge theme, but I definitely noticed that my biggest karma, like my biggest lessons that I really moved through was learning how to boldly follow my own strategy and authority, even in the face of these really big things coming together. And, and, you know, the way that you can follow um, and just trust in it, it's like when it's put to the test in these new 
bigger ways, you prove to yourself on these deeper and deeper and deeper levels. Like I've followed my strategy and authority so many times, obviously in life, right? But each new situation is like this playground or this school for you to be able to follow it, even in these circumstances. And then to get to experience, like reap the rewards basically of what that feels like. So for me, just experiencing how divinely led and supported we were because we all were in that space of doing that that was the biggest takeaway. And it's not even something that I can really communicate, right? Like I'm doing my best to try to explain it, but it's just that complete ease and flow, complete harmony, complete abundance, like abundance in all areas, abundance of connection, abundance of love, abundance in a physical setting, abundance of, you know, health. And all of these things are being so divinely supported um, when you're living in that space. Yeah. I know it's hard to put into words how the retreat, so many people have asked me um, and so many uh, of, you know, so many people have emailed us asking how the retreat was and um, wanting to hear about it. And it's so hard to um, put language to it because it really was like a vortex of pure magic and inspiration and connectedness. Um, we were all just vibrating to be there and it was beautiful. And, you know, we did 50 plus hours of lectures. Um, and I was really worried that people would be bored or like it would be overload of information or that we would be dead by the end of it <laughs> because, you know, we're projectors and we really are trying to honor our energy. Um, and I think that's also why it's taken us a month to even get back onto the podcast yeah. um, because we've been honoring, you know, our rest as much as we can. And um, anyways, the fact that everybody was so engaged the whole time and the information was just so juicy, I think. And mm -hmm. getting to hear everybody's questions was just so fun um, and interactive. And so I just, and also it was just so fun to curate an event like that where every single detail we loved, you mm -hmm. know, um, and not having somebody else be over us telling us, this is what you should do, or this is where you should spend money, or these are the types of things you should offer. But being able to just jump in with our own creativity and, you know what, I want that in the gift bag and I want this for the, you know, the space and I want to be able to whatever, um, that felt incredible. Mm -hmm. It just felt so, um, I don't even know. Just, I just feel so grateful to have that energetic feeling in my body of being able to offer what I want mm -hmm. versus what I should or what I Or what makes whatever. sense on paper. Yeah. yeah. And then to just have everybody the whole time reflecting back, like you guys thought of every single detail. This mm -hmm. was so um, nice and luxurious and beautiful and um, helpful and life-changing. And at the end of the retreat, we freaking love every single person that we, oh, yeah. like I they're our family. 35 now. human design besties, like yeah. so blessed, so blessed. <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, but they, at the end of it, they surprised us and I still cannot get over it, but we're doing our final circle. Uh, our graduation ceremony. And before we get started, 
they ask us, um, Brittany actually asks us if we, if they can do something first and we're totally caught off guard and, and like, yeah, of course, do what, do what you got to do. Um, and they had coordinated, they all went through and, and filled out pages of this journal about what their time at the retreat and learning meant to them. And then they all wrote a word that encapsulated that. Um, and they went around and said the words. And then at the end of it, they gave us this journal for us to read later um, of everybody's entries. And it's like, honestly, the biggest gift I think I've ever received in my life. I mean, I've never Me received too. a gift from 35 people before. Um, and it's just moved my soul and my being so deeply, like literally cry. I cry just thinking about it because it's so, it was just so profound and, and right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It was like literally like a book of recognition, you know, people recognizing the experience that we had together and how special it was. And, you know, that the feeling of all of these people coming together and your experience personally being so amazing and great. And then hearing that reflection back from everyone else, you know, and coming together and them intentionally sharing that was so beautiful. And that was one of the things that really blew me away about this experience was Shana and I put so much intention into what we were going to share, but we didn't think very much about how much we were going to receive from the people who were there. And it ended up being that we received so much, like we received so much wisdom and insight and love and, you know, just being able to learn from all of the women that were there who all have their own powerful way of sharing this system, who all have their own incredible story, who all have their own amazing design that was completely unique, like getting to share in that with every person there and then, you know, creating this like book that we could take away and like read and reflect on the experience. It's so amazing that we have that to look back to because I'm like, did I literally just dream up that entire experience or was it even real? (laughs) Yeah, I feel that too. So, you know, um, if you're ever feeling like, is what I'm doing right or um, or is this smart or is this worth it or whatever, if you are following your strategy and authority, this is your sign. I mean, we really freaking proved it to ourselves. Yeah. We did because this was the biggest thing we've ever done by far. Um, it required so much. There was just so much at stake with health and safety, um, and holding a container for 10 days. Um, we've never done something this big, this long before. Um, and we really did prove it to ourselves that we can just like, honestly, moving forward, it's like, I'm not afraid of anything as long as I'm using my strategy and authority. And like, that's the most important thing because I know that I will be held. I know that it will work out. I mean, what, there were so many things that could have gone wrong. And the fact that literally nothing did, um, I think was just the, this was definitely the biggest trust fall I've done into my design. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. I feel so expanded by this experience. And so just freaking erupting. I keep coming back to that. Everybody at the retreat's like, okay, we get it, Shana. You're (laughs) a volcano. Um, But 
that is just how I feel. And where we were in Costa Rica, by the way, kind of up in the mountains um, near like the cloud forest and stuff was all, there was volcanoes there. And one day we went to hot springs that were created from like volcanic activity. So there was a river that was flowing down volcano rock, like the black lava rock. Um, And then we went in all of these different natural hot springs that were along the river in the beautiful jungle. And we had like the mud from the hot springs that you could like put on your, like the clay, like face mask. And it was so fun to just have, you know, we did so much lecture and we learned so much. And then we had these days of just complete bliss. But I was going to say, you know, seeing these volcanoes out in the distance and he was saying, you know, our guide was telling us that when the volcanoes erupt in Costa Rica, it's not like a scary thing because they're not dangerous, but it is truly a celebration for people. You know, people cheer and um, are really feel like they're connected with the land and with spirit on those days that that volcano erupts. So I just wanted to say how in theme that experience was for you. And there were so many moments like you know, being able to create exactly what you want, like you were saying, Shana, and not having to sacrifice in some way or not, you know, closing down ideas before you even execute them because you feel like maybe they're too weird or out there. You know, like one of the nights we did, Shana led a cacao ceremony for all of us and we were able to um, purchase cacao that was local in Costa Rica. Um, and we had this incredible cacao ceremony and we did five uh, rhythms dancing, which is like a form of a static dance. And we turned off all of the lights and we're in this like gorgeous open um, giant hall. And it's like looking down on the city and there's just candle lights in there. And we danced and got weird and let our bodies just move and shake. And we had the intention that if we found ourselves judging any like movement that we did, to just shake that off and to allow this dancing process to be an embodiment of deconditioning, an embodiment of letting go of comparing yourself to other people or judging the things that feel natural, a natural expression to you. And it was for sure one of my moments of my life that I was like, this is literally creating your dreams, like your dream world, your dream life. And it's happening like right now in this moment. Yeah, honestly, um, five rhythms dancing is amazing in and of itself because it really, um, if you give into it, if you go there, um, you can get a lot out of it. It's like you get out of it what you put into it kind of thing. And um, having the intention, using it with, you know, every time you feel that ping of like contraction in your body of like, oh, that was weird. Or did I look like an idiot? Or, oh, this is what that person's doing. Let me do that too. Um, to actively sh- like literally shake your body and shake that energetic, uh, tightness out and then keep going. Um, and there's a part of it that's, you know, you kind of get exhausted. It's 30 minutes of dancing and you're, you're tired, but you keep going and you push yourself. Um, that coupled with the cacao and the city lights being our main light in the space. Um, it was honestly wild. Mm-hmm. It was wild. And it felt so, yeah, it felt wild. It felt free. It felt incredible and um and then afterwards uh some of the girls went and they they took over the music and they put on music and we literally had a dance party until like 11:30 at night or something and we just freaking danced and it was so fun and liberating and free and just 
I can't, it's just a highlight of my life um, forever because it was so freaking amazing. It was yeah. so amazing. And that was on night five, which I think was part of this divine timing. Like, you know, we planned for that obviously being on night five, but we didn't understand. And I guess we didn't need to understand that that would lead to the whole rest of the retreat, you know, up to day five, learning and settling in and getting comfortable and getting to know people. And then this just cracking everyone wide open to just really connect and really just show up as themselves and really just have fun and make friends that you'll have the rest of your life. Like this led to the whole rest of the retreat, um, being cracked wide open and, um, yeah. So I'm just, I wanted to talk about this, all of this, because I think that the biggest lessons that we learn in life are the times that we have fear and we choose to be brave and we choose ourselves and stepping up and facing that fear. And a lot of times when we think of, you know, facing your fears, we think of bungee jumping or skydiving or something extreme like that, right? But really, we experience fears all the time. And it is this little energetic ping in your body sometimes, most of the time, where it's like, oh, I don't want to call that person. Or or you see something on Instagram and it's that little ping of comparison of like, oh, they're doing really good. And like, I'm not there yet or whatever it is. We experience those little pings of fear all the time. And it's noticing them. It's having awareness of them and choosing like, that's not my life. Like my truth is whatever your gifts are, whatever your strategy and authority is telling you in this moment, are you listening to your body? That is going to keep propelling you forward. And honestly, then when these big fears come up, like, can I, Shana Cornelius, who has never led an event solely on her own, um, well, with Dana, um, (laughs) like, for multiple days. I mean, I've done definitely events, but for multiple days in a foreign country where I've never even been to this space before, can I make sure that everybody's safe and has a good time and has an amazing experience? Like this felt like climbing Mount Everest, Mm -hmm. um, to be fully transparent and, and can I show up with authenticity and reverence and realness and hold this container where everybody can be safe and connect. Like I, my soul is telling me that I was born to do this, but my fear, my conditioning is telling me you're freaking crazy. Um, choosing to step up to that, choosing to look it head on, even though I wanted to just be like, no, never mind, This is too hard. Um, honestly, I think it's one of the biggest lessons I'll, I've ever learned thus far in my life. So I just wanted to share that. Start noticing those pings of fear. They tell you so much more about your life and where you're going and what your purpose is than you could ever read in a book or ever be told by someone else. Um, so yeah, you can freaking do it. It's just, are you doing it because your soul is leading you there? Are you doing it because you should or because someone's telling you you should or you're comparing yourself to others? Um, Yeah. So I'm just vibing in this grateful ass energy (laughs) and I'm freaking ready to create. I'm ready to create. Yeah, I know. That's so, so true. Like when we talk about 
following your strategy and authority, I feel like the part that people don't talk about is how many fears can come up in that process. You know, even with little things like creating a boundary or telling someone that you love, no, I don't have space to do that. Or no, I don't want to do that in general. Or, you know, following the things that are really right for you, even though you've never seen an example of someone doing it, even though, you know, there's lots of challenges associated with it. Like so much of following your strategy and authority is like, you know, especially me having emotional authority, like I don't have clarity on anything that's going to work out in a financial way or, you know, the future, or like, I don't have answers to all that stuff. The only thing I know is doing this thing is going to make me happy, even though it's terrifying, even though there's so much risk involved. And we don't talk about enough how courageous it is to actually follow your strategy and authority, but you are so rewarded when you do that, it then makes it easier. So it's kind of like, you know, the first things, the small things, that's really where you can build that self-trust. And then it gets easier and easier to take on bigger, bigger, bigger risks and new things and exciting things. So that's how it's been for us with, with following our strategy and authority. It's little things and then bigger and bigger and bigger. And then this was like the biggest thing that we've done with all of these factors. And um, also the biggest reward, the biggest like celebration of life and self and talk about feeling in yourself theme of success for us as projectors. The whole thing felt so successful. Everything we planned, we executed and it was successful. You know, all of the people that came to learn, they learned human design and then we got to um, watch them give readings to each other and discover their own process of being able to communicate this, this information and give a reading. And each person was so successful. Like the, you know, it was just like, I could swim in the gratitude I have for all of that. And, you know, meeting these women that were there, as I mentioned, one of the biggest takeaways for us was just being able to connect with other people who are into human design and who are called to share this wisdom with the world and who are called to lead us into this new paradigm of understanding everyone's uniqueness and respecting everyone's uniqueness and having individual empowerment, individual authority, and how that creates harmony in this collective and how that creates oneness. So these big themes are all themes that all of the women here are called towards and, you know, human design was the modality or the tool that we were all using to be able to work in that realm and have language in that realm. But we just felt so inspired by getting to spend time with and hold space with these other women who are called to be leaders of this new paradigm, you know, other women who are light workers. Like sometimes I feel like you can feel if you are a light worker and anyone listening to this podcast right now, you are like, I feel like sometimes people, um, put that, that word on like a pedestal, like you have to be, you know, earning money, doing astrology readings in order to be a light worker, or like there's some criteria that is not real. If you are someone who is wanting to uplift this planet, if you're someone who's wanting to participate and to share your gifts, to really help make things better. If you're someone who's wanting to create more love and harmony in this world, you are a light worker, right? So all of us listening to this podcast, we are all kind of in that realm and that's why we feel so connected to each other. But of course, in your everyday life, when you're just walking down the street or going to the grocery store, sometimes I feel like we can feel like aliens, like we're like the only one who sees the world in this way or who is spiritual. And, you know, when you see like another person in the grocery store that has like a crystal in their pocket or like you're like wink at them because you know, like they're a light worker too and you have that in common. But it's like getting to spend this time connecting with other women that are all in that realm whose soul is literally here in this lifetime 
to aid in this, to usher in this new, this new change that we're all going through, this evolution that we're going through as humanity. That was one of the most inspiring things for us. And we just have been thinking about so much like we love the light workers. We love getting to be connected with other people who are into human design, into astrology, into meditation, into wellness, whatever your modality is. The fact that we all get to connect and share in this experience of rising to our own personal power while we share that and expand that love we create for ourselves out into the world, like that really just it has been sticking with us. So really we wanted to talk about in this episode those people, our fellow lightworkers, the, the people who are being called to lead, you know, usher in this new paradigm, we wanted to just share some, some big tips, some big themes that we've been thinking about that can really support you in your journey. Um, as you support other people in your life, these are the, the things that we've been thinking about you can really start utilizing and creating rituals around to support yourself um, in this journey. So we wanted to share five tips for lightworkers, five areas of life that we think um, can be super supportive to dive back into and to look into deeper to support yourself. And um, the first one, of course, that we wanted to talk about is a very human designy one, which is understanding your sensitivity, understanding your empathy, because people who are called to lead the world in this way, we are so much more aware of our empathy. We are so much more in tune with our sensitivity and we want to feel on such a deeper level. We take the world in on such a deeper level. Um, no matter what centers you have undefined, if you are really aware of what you're taking in, you can feel like a very empathetic, very sensitive person. And that of course can feel overwhelming in this time where so much is happening. You know, we are seeing tragedy happen on a global scale. We are seeing uh, injustices happening. And it can sometimes feel like so much to take in that it almost weighs us down and stops us from wanting to really lead in the space that we're meant to. So it's important for everyone who is a light worker, for everyone who is trying to help really make the world a better place to really deeply understand how to kind of navigate the energetics, the energetic hygiene, if you will, of your specific form of empathy and your specific form of openness, um, defined centers or undefined centers in your human design chart. Yeah, so getting familiar, um, really noticing them, um, noticing those pings, those energetic uh, things that you might hold on to in your body or that you might feel, it really is having this um, you know, even if you don't understand fully your chart, which if you've been listening to the podcast this long, you probably do have a really good understanding of your chart by now. Um, noticing where you have consistent energy, your defined centers, your gifts, and where you are designed to be empathetic. Um, and then as you go about your day, noticing when you are picking up empathy uh, in those areas and can you release it without holding on to it? Can you learn from it and then let it move through you? Um, it is, once again, like I was saying, that body sensation, that body feeling, um, and choosing to kind of work through it and, and move through it. Yeah. So if you're looking at your human design chart, of course, you know, all of the centers, all of the shapes within your body, those chakra centers, 
The ones that are white are undefined, a place where you are taking in empathetically, taking in the energy from the world around you and amplifying and experiencing that energy in your own body. And the centers that are colored, doesn't matter what color, are defined. So these are the places where you have your own consistent energy and you are really putting out your own consistent energy. So knowing this like the back of your hand is crucial. I think about my defined centers and undefined centers every single day because when I'm taking in conditioning in my undefined ego center and I'm really feeling, you know, either scarcity around money or the need to really work harder and prove myself and work more so that I can be more abundant and help more. When I feel these kind of conditioned, not self themes coming into, into my body, it's so important for me to look at them and to notice them and to not just operate from that place, but to instead say, is this actually mine? Is this actually my fear, something that I feel and as a reaction to my own life? Or is this something I'm just picking up from the collective? And knowing the difference is so huge for me, you know, really being able to discern. And if you were an undefined emotional like Shayna is, if your solar plexus is undefined, knowing the difference between which emotions are yours and which emotions are ones that you've picked up from someone else and you are experiencing that is crucial because if you are holding on to other people's experiences and identifying those emotions as your own, it can really lead you off course. It can lead you astray. It can lead you out of alignment and it can be so, it can take up so much of your energy that you no longer have energy to work on what you're designed to share and what you're designed to create because your energy is almost like used up and, you know, disposed from being a, from just holding on to and processing other people's emotions in such a long duration. Yeah. Honestly, ever since I've had this awareness of, of being an open emotional person, um, I don't feel weighed down by emotions whatsoever. Um, I really do feel, uh, I don't want to say more in control, but it is kind of, I think that anyone that struggles with anxiety, like I have in my life, um, control is a big trigger word. It's like, um, I think wanting to have more control or feeling a lack of control can trigger anxiety. And I think that this feeling of understanding that comes with, uh, observing your empathy and understanding your open emotions um, and how you take in the world around you in this area allows a lot of anxiety to ease and leave because you, you do have more control in a sense. So mm-hmm. um, it's you, really powerful. And you don't feel like you have to run from things. You don't feel like you have to protect yourself from feeling the world because if you are a light worker, if you are someone who's here to help heal the world and to make the world a better place, you need to feel the world. You need yeah. to let these things in. People ask us so much, how do I protect myself from feeling what other people are feeling or from feeling the world? It's like, you're not meant to protect yourself. You are meant to go there and to allow yourself to feel it. Your empathy and sensitivity is your greatest gift. It's just about knowing how to operate those centers so that you are empowered there and that you are in control as far as being able to release that energy when you're, when you've learned from it and you're ready to. Um, so our number one tip, you know, for all light workers is getting super, super clear. How does your unique version of empathy work? Where are you taking in energy from the world around you and to create some type of ritual or intention or awareness around clearing energy 
when it is no longer serving you. Because if you do not clear that energy, it can really weigh you down and stop you from sharing what you're really here to share. And, you know, in the same vein, knowing your undefined centers, it's also crucial to understand what your defined centers are and to make sure that you are using this. This is the place where you are designed to impact others and influence others with your consistent energy. If you have a divine throat, you are designed to speak in your way about whatever that throat center is connected to. And it's important that you're playing big with that center and, you know, not shying away from shining your unique frequency in that area. So that's always going to be our first tip. Um, and it is definitely something that people can focus on daily. And I think that can be super helpful. Um, the second thing that I wanted to share with people, you know, we're moving into this uncharted territory when we're moving into a new paradigm. It's like we're evolving into something that maybe we've never been before. But I am a firm believer that every single one of us carries within us this ancient wisdom, right? Wisdom that we are connected to either from a past life where we were living in an ancient civilization and we had um, gifts and abilities and knowledge in that lifetime that in some way energetically carries on with us throughout all of our lifetimes. And in this lifetime right now, you are able to kind of tune in and feel these subtle forms of powerful intuition and knowledge ancient wisdom and knowledge. And it's so important to know that that's always there to help you. Like in a certain sense, we've never done these things that we're doing before, but in another way, we've done them all before. We've evolved before. We have shape-shifted before. We have crumbled, you know, structures and rebuilt them before. So all of the answers are not, you know, outside of us the way that we're taught they are. So much of this powerful wisdom can be accessed from just kind of quieting what you're taking in from the world around you and tuning in, whether that's in meditation, whether that's in your dreams. You know, one thing that I like to do to connect with past lives or, you know, wisdom from past lives is to have the intention as I'm falling asleep to ask my spirit guides or to ask my higher self, um, you know, please show me something in this dream tonight. Please show me a wisdom that I can start to integrate into my daily life. Yeah, I feel like we, um, there's so much wisdom that can just be pulled. Like if a place is calling you or um, a certain topic or book is calling you or a name keeps popping up for you or, you know, angel numbers keep showing up for you, just just paying attention and having awareness. I mean, everything leads back to awareness always. Um, and it's like the theme of our podcast basically by this point. Um, and you know, I know you and I are both being really called for whatever reason right now to Egypt yeah. and um, hopefully going there in the next year or so. Yeah. And I just, life just feels so um, like a playground, a mystery, an expansion to explore. And I'm excited. Um, so yeah. then the oh. third thing that we would um, would give you as a tip would be connecting with nature and observing um, nature for for answers, if you will. Um, Mother Earth, our Earth is so powerful in that it can transmute and it can heal. It you can give it that energy that you might be clearing out of your body, and um, 
allowing yourself to ground and connect with nature is powerful. So we really like to set up rituals. I mean, as simple as going and putting your feet on your grass or on the dirt um, and just kind of go touching a tree. Honestly, things as simple as that are so powerful. Also having intention around the food that you're eating, um, the supplements that you're taking, or even just understanding your the nutrients that are coming from the earth that were grown. Uh, one of my favorite ritual rituals is to go and pick either an orange or an avocado or something from my yard and literally give gratitude for the fact that that freaking orange grew out of a a stick grew out of a branch and it's like the most juicy, sweet, delicious thing. I mean, it's insane to me. Um, and just allowing that gratitude to be there. So, I mean, anytime that you're feeling like you need support, Mm -hmm. looking at the seasons, um, connecting with the moon, uh, really observing what is nature doing and, you know, looking at the the astrological transits even mm-hmm. is connecting with nature. Um, all of that can be so powerful in not necessarily telling you what to do, but just in grounding you in the present moment and that gratitude, that reverence, that understanding. Yeah. It can be found in just a simple moment. And I think that that is my favorite thing to do because as I was mentioning, sometimes as like this light worker, you know, someone who's wanting to really make the world better and living in this kind of spiritual space, sometimes you can feel alone. Like you can feel like, you know, you're, you're really wanting to help and you're wanting to work harder and you're wanting to self-improve. And it's like, sometimes it can feel like you're on your own. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. You are so supported in a spiritual way. You know, I believe that my spirit guides are always guiding me. They're always setting things up for me. They're always trying to help me directly. But also Mother Earth is literally supporting us, giving us all of the resources that we need to stay healthy, to be vital. Um, We can look for teachers in every single animal, in every single plant. Um, Every single one of the beings on Earth has so much to teach us and to show us, so much that we can learn and be guided by and be supported by. So allowing yourself to kind of open up and intentionally receive can be so powerful. I don't know if I've shared this before on the podcast, but I like to do this meditation where I envision myself as a tree and I feel my roots sinking down into the earth and I just drink, you know, drink that water from the earth and I allow myself to receive and to be nourished and to um, open up that channel for support and to allow it to flow into me and to know that I am a part of nature and that I deserve this um, replenishment and this beautiful gift that, you know, support and nourishment resources, all of these things are meant for us because we are a part of nature. So if you can actively and intentionally connect in with that every single day, or as often as you feel called to, um, it can be so supportive in your journey and kind of filling up your own cup and receiving, um, and then makes you feel like you're 10 times more, um, available to be able to give your gifts out to the world around you. So the next one that we want to talk about, tip number four, is creating self-love for yourself and then choosing to send out that love, that compassion to all people and to all beings. And this is really important for us because in our personal belief, the, the root of human design is all about love. 
It's all about you honoring and accepting yourself and operating in authenticity with your soul's alignment. That creates self-love, right? This huge well of self-love within you. And when you create that self-love, you then are able to share it with other people and to shower this love that you've created within to other people. And that self-love is connected to your direction. It's connected to your sense of purpose in this lifetime, right? That's why our G center, where our physical heart space is, is the center of love, direction, belonging, purpose. All of these things come together in this theme of self-love. So I I think that self-love is something that a lot of people are talking about. A lot of people have goals or intention around creating that and cultivating that in your life. But then it's about actively choosing and wanting to extend that love out to the people around you. And I think that sometimes it can feel like, am I doing enough to be giving my gifts? Am I doing enough to be giving my, you know, everything that I have to give to help the world around me? And I think a lot of light workers and, you know, people in this kind of wellness um, zone in general can really overgive. And they can feel like, you know, they're really depleting themselves from always trying to give in such a physical way, like showing up one-on-one, you know, doing things for their clients, um, going above and beyond. But the most powerful thing that you can do is energetically creating that self-love and then having the intention of wanting to share it, share that love energetically in everything that you do. And that does not take one physical action, right? It does not take away one ounce of your energy to be able to give that. But I think that keeping this is so important. Keeping this in our awareness is so important because as we move down our spiritual path and we're really wanting to improve ourselves, sometimes I think it's easy to lose sight on what we're really doing, like what spirituality is really for, what human design is really for. Like we get lost in all of the the details and we forget the root of what we're wanting to create and what we're wanting to share. And that's always going to be love. So we just wanted to share that one of our favorite meditations is, you know, choosing to do rituals throughout the day and that really fill up that cup of self-love within. And then sitting at the end of the day and just closing your eyes and feeling that love that you've created for yourself in your physical heart space, in your G center. And then just seeing it extend like a sphere, like a bubble of light around you, around your auric field, feeling that love extend outside of your body and touching the people, you know, maybe in your household, your animals, your partner, your neighbors, maybe, for example, and then seeing that bubble extend even further, touching every single person in your town or in your community and visualizing that bubble extending even further than that, everyone in your country and extending even further than that, everyone in your hemisphere of this globe and extending and extending until it fills and washes over every being, every individual in this entire universe. And just taking the time to do that I believe is one of the most powerful things that we can do. And you feel the power of what you've done when you do that quick meditation. And it relieves that pressure of like, am I doing enough in a physical way to help people? Because you really are tapping into the most elevated and the most powerful root behind everything that you're doing really as a light worker. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel so connected to the other, you know, um, energies in the world. You feel so connected to people who are different than you, um, people that are from different places in the world that are going through completely different experiences, um, in this human experience. And, and 
you know, I think a lot of times when we think of self-love, we think of getting a massage or um, journaling a love letter to yourself or something, which are all great things that you can do. But I, once again, I think that the small acts of self-love come from the times where you feel that you that ping of self-doubt or fear or not loving yourself and then choosing to release that, to breathe it out, to love yourself. And, you know, you slowly start to build this kind of flame of self-love within yourself. And it can start with the smallest thing, um, you know, choosing one thing that you love about yourself. If you're really in a place where you don't have self-love right now, choosing to see one thing that you love about yourself, choosing to um, learn one thing about your human design and just loving that one thing. You know, I love the fact that I am a hermit. I love it. Um, Choosing, you know, whatever that one simple thing is in your chart, choosing to just love that. And it starts to build this flame that becomes easier and easier to get bigger and bigger and bigger because you're not trying to start a fire from scratch. You really, you have this flame and you can just add to it and add to it and add to it. And then, you know, giving this flame to other people doesn't um, make yours smaller. It's like a candle, right? If you take one lit candle and you go and light another one, that candle is now lit and your candle is still lit. You're not giving yourself away. You're not depleting your energy in any way um, by giving out this self-love. So starting to just allow yourself to feel that self-love and then extending it out to others, even without doing things for them. Um, You don't have to go and give someone a massage to give them love. You can extend it with that energetics, that meditation that Dane said is a really good practice, um, but also loving yourself more is always going to be an energetic example to help other people to love themselves more as well. Yeah. And lately I do love my hermit side of my design. Like that has been the number one thing in the last couple of days. I'm like, I love that I'm a hermit. I love that I'm a hermit. I love it. And it's so funny because I don't think I always knew that about myself. Like I definitely knew when I was young that my mom would be like, don't you want to go hang out with your friends? It's like the eighth day of summer vacation. You've stayed at home and done nothing. I'm like, no, I don't want to hang out with my friends. Like I literally just want to lay here in my room and like play with my stuff. And she'd be like, Okay, because everyone thinks of me as such a social person with having that for. Anyways, I'm feeling that picking That's one so thing funny. in your design and just, you know, the one thing in this moment that you can have so much genuine love for, it can really and gratitude, and gratitude for, right? Gratitude is the highest vibrational emotion that can lift you out of any kind of overwhelmed, stuck, not self, et cetera. Um, yeah. Love it. Okay, so the last thing, the fifth thing that we wanted to really bring um, this tip to an area of life to focus on for light workers is bringing money in as an energy that can support you and your mission. And I know that this is something that a lot of us have been focused on. Um, it's something that there's so many tips on on the internet. There's so many guides who are working in this space around finances and financial freedom and abundance, um, as there should be, because one of the biggest 
things that is shifting and changing in our world right now as we navigate this change into the new paradigm is business and work and money and freedom, right? These themes are crucial themes. And we've been in this era in the old paradigm where we've created all of these limiting structures around work, around working on someone else's term, around trading your time um, for money, and around not really being allowed to be an individual with individual authority or individual problem solving in your work, but instead kind of just being like a cog in the wheel that, you know, makes things work. And we are radically changing, right? We are radically moving away from that zone and moving into this, this era where people are really designed to earn money through using their true authentic gifts and using all of them. That's why more and more people are being called to leave their jobs that feel limiting and to work in a new job or create something new for themselves where they have freedom. And this can be such a tricky thing for lightworkers and people who work in the wellness or spiritual zone, right? Because there is such deep conditioning in the spiritual realm against money and against not wanting to create you know, too much emphasis on finances in your healing arts, or even like that if someone's charging for a certain healing work, that that's, you know, a negative thing that you shouldn't trust that person. And all of these condition, conditioned um, kind of beliefs, even in the spiritual world, are things that we're really here to decondition away from, to release, and to really understand that moving into this new paradigm, the people who are going to make the most change are the people who have the most resources, the people who have the finances to support whatever it is they're wanting to build or create. So leaning more into your abundance and seeing the freedom and the power it gives you to create what you want to create, this is something that's really, really going to change the world. And we need people who are spiritually aligned, who are authentic and who are heart-centered in their soul mission. We need those people to step into their empowerment around finances so that they can create change, right? Because whether you like it or not, we live in this realm where business and industry and money are such crucial um, leading influences in the way that we make change and the way that we interact with each other. So just checking in, you know, what are the limiting beliefs that you may still have even in this, you know, you may have been working on this forever, right? Because all of us have all of these iterations of lessons that come back around. You know, you may have already tackled a limiting belief around money, but check back in, you know, how are you really doing now? And how can you expand yourself to see that when you have more finances, it empowers you to be able to give your medicine more. Yeah. Yeah. Not being afraid of money, not being afraid of talking about money, wanting money, using money. Um, we have so much fear around losing money and that weaves into everything that we do. So um, it's always like cracking that door open even further, even further and letting more expansion there um, and and kind of just letting yourself lean in um, to th what's possible for you. Um, and the first place is always going to be awareness, talking about it, feeling it, uh, expanding past those places of tightness. And I want to add like a, a six little mini tip, which is just do it. Just do it. <laughs> so which true. Is, That's isn't that Nike, Nike's like slogan? Yeah. Just, just do, do it. it. But like taking it back, not to be like, 
just physically move your body and do it and push yourself and hustle. Like not that, um, just do it. Like just let yourself heal. Just let yourself show up for yourself. Just use your authority. Um, you know, so much of, we were talking about this with the retreat, so much of, um, life is conceptualizing things and understanding them mentally and talking about them. And we weave stories. Um, we weave, uh, you know, scenarios in our head and, and we don't actually take the action to build that dream or to take that first step and start that website or to call that friend and start that whatever. Um, or to, set down our story that has maybe given us comfort or given us identity or given us strength sometimes, um, but maybe it's no longer serving us. Um, letting yourself just do it is so important. Um, talking about using your, your authority and understanding it, understanding all of your gifts is one thing, but just doing it and trusting yourself, that is where the magic happens. That is where the abundance and the success and the joy and the connection happens. Um, there's so many times I think that we've really looked back on and, and seen like, you know, with people asking us like, how did you do this? Or how did you do that? Or like, must be nice or whatever. And, you know, it really all boils down to, we just did it. Like yeah. we didn't know what the F we were doing. Like we didn't know if it would all work out. We didn't have all the answers. We didn't have a ton of money. Um, we just did it and we just listened to our strategy and authority. Mm -hmm. And that lesson in all areas, even with healing, even with, um, you know, hardships that we've gone through, you know, even, you know, in, with losing our dads, like, there's, there comes a threshold in, in life in general. And a lot of times it's with death where you just have to fucking do it. Like this person died. You have to deal with their body. You have to deal with their, their belongings. belongings and their home. Yeah. And their home. Like you have to just do it. You have to figure it out because nobody's going to figure it out for you. You have to fill out paperwork that you don't yeah. know how to do. Like that. Yeah. And I think those things are the things that stop people when it comes to creating their own business. Like how like those those little you don't have to. Right. There's not something that happened that's forcing you to have to just figure it out. Mm -hmm. But when you choose to have to just figure it out on your own because it's your own choice, because it's what's right for you, because your strategy and authority led you there, you can have this magic, this birthing that happens. Um, so, I mean, I know I kind of went dark there a little bit, but I think that though it's just these lessons that we've seen pop up and you can have a lesson you know, all your lessons feed into every single place of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where am I not taking action or where am I not doing something about something I've been mulling over or talking about or wanting and desiring? Um, so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, I want my own business, I want to lead people into the new paradigm. I want to be this light worker that I know I am. Um, 
I just don't know maybe what that is yet. Or, or maybe you do know what that is. Our advice would be get really clear on your strategy and authority, understand your gifts, give gratitude, you know, lean into these tips that we've given here, but also then if your authority is saying, yes, this is like, this is what I want. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. Um, start that website, Google how to start doing that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And anytime that fear, that ping of fear pops up, look at it, release it, shake it out of your body. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, in, in that same vein, I mean, there can be this fear, right. For so many light workers that we've gotten to witness, it's like, well, there's so many other people already becoming human design readers. Like, am I really needed? And, you know, there's so much, um, you know, just that kind of like scarcity mindset can really pop in of like, is there room for me? Am I really needed? Is what I have to offer really important or going to help? And it's so crucial that you check in with those fears that if your strategy and authority was leading you there, follow it, right? Sometimes it can feel like blindly following it, but follow um, because the world does need you. I mean, if you look around right now and you see the, the state of the world and the things that are shifting, you know, it's life happens in this great balance, in this great yin and yang. And, you know, all of the things that are crumbling and the things that are painful, there is this equal other side of that, right? Other side of that coin that is hope. And that is, you know, this potential for growth and freedom. And it's so important for everyone here to step into their highest power and to choose to lead. Like there can be, you know, we hear people say like, I want to become a life coach, but there's so many people becoming life coaches. Like just look at Instagram. There's literally like millions of life coaches. It's like, yeah, that's because we need millions of life coaches. We need millions of human design readers. We need millions of astrologers. Like there are so many people in the world that need you. Um, There really is no such thing as this scarcity of am I needed? Am I worthy? Am I special enough to be a light worker, et cetera, right? If you are listening to this podcast, you are already a light worker. You have everything that you need within you to be able to really help the world in the way that you're meant to. So we just wanted to create this whole episode to just come together with you as fellow light workers to share our love, to share our support, to share the things that we've been really called to focus on lately. And, you know, for everyone who is wanting to become a human design reader, our retreat in Costa Rica was so expansive for us to see how needed it is to have all different individuals who have different unique sets of gifts teaching this one Um, system, right? Because it's such a deep and expansive system. We need so many different types of translators, people, right? Who are here, who are called to share this, who are called to share this wisdom and who are called to help other people find this inner authority, find this empowerment. So this is really the time for us all to step up to the plate and to follow boldly and courageously what is right for us, right? To follow this inner compass. And we are here for you. We support you. We see you. And we are creating our online um, human design reader training that is going to be posting, you know, live soon in spring. So we're excited to be able to share the magic that we created and the wisdom that we shared with everyone in Costa Rica to be able to share it online with you all. I think it's going to be really supportive and expansive for people who are wanting to 
be a light worker and lead using this specific modality. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's fun pulling, you know, we recorded everything that we did at this retreat and, um, and being able to create this in an online way that you can learn this profound system to either change your life, change your family and friends' lives, um, change your clients' lives. Human design is, it's like about to tip. It really is up and coming. It is this thing that once you learn about human design, you can't go back. Like you want to just keep learning more because it's so profound and it's so helpful and it's so true for each individual. And I think one of the most exciting things at this retreat was getting to see how 30 people teach this information differently and what they feel called to share in a chart for whoever they're around. It's so profound. So we're really excited about our online version of this training and we're really excited to, um, birth it out into the world. This theme of birth, um, is really sticking with me and we have spring. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I did a healing session there that was actually all about birth. And I'm going to talk about that on a later episode because that is a whole entire crazy experience that I can't wait to share with you guys. I literally was like sobbing. Um, couldn't even function because I was so, it was so profound. Um, so anyways, that's a whole story. I'm going to get into that later, but, um, birth has been something that is literally like birthing a baby, birthing a creation, birthing, um, just the spring energy. It's all really, I feel really fertile ground right now. So we're excited. And, um, if you guys love our podcast and, connect with everything that we're talking about. It would mean so much to us if you can leave a review or a rating on um, iTunes um, because honestly, we read every single one. Every single time that one of you leaves a review, I immediately take a screenshot. We get a notification. I take a screenshot. I send it to Dana and we literally like do a happy dance and send crying emojis. Like we <laughs> love it. So your reviews do not go unseen at all. They make our entire week. So if you feel so called, um, we'd love to hear from you guys and just reach out anytime that you need support. Once again, you can find us, um, on our Instagram at dayluna, also on our newly redesigned website, daylunalife.com. And we are excited to be back. We're back, baby. So um, just stay tuned for more helpful episodes. And we love you guys. We love you all.